Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone here on KZYX. We're off to a hot start here. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is in the Philo studio. Jim, we had a an impromptu missed show last week. Uh, a, a very rare, I think, between the two of us, a very rare miscalculation of travel timing and travel schedules where we were out of town all weekend and we looked at each other and said, oh, we'll be, and said, we'll be fine. We'll definitely make it back in time to do the show on Sunday night. And we were way off. And, and for you, that's rare. For me, combined with you, I think it's even more rare. Yeah, both for, for me to screw up travel times, I, I think had if you had looked at the bracket. Now, I mean, the, the good thing about it is, is it turned out the reason we couldn't do the sports phone was in case you got to the finals of a basketball tournament that you yeah. and I were both at. And that, it turns out we, say, but, we did right. get to the finals. And we did. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so as, as a uh, stat keeper and fan, not a participant in this tournament, why don't you kind of set the, set the table? Because you, you kind of just introduced we were at a basketball tournament all weekend, and that's why, that's why we weren't able to do the show. Kind of set the table. What is this basketball tournament? How would you present it to a, a casual sports fan that's never heard of it? Well, first of all, um, a casual sports fan has probably seen fundraiser tournaments. They're all over the sure. country. And sure. this is a fundraiser. The, the thing that makes this one different is, I mean, there's been tournaments at Mendo High School with other uh, Mendocino High School. There's one in Fort Bragg, you know, for high school tournaments. This is the different is a rec league tournament. Anybody, um, the closest people that really watch sports is this is sort of like that um that really famous the tournament the the tournament where anybody can enter a team and that's what this is like you get like you you and your friends from college get together and enter a team there used to be a team from boise state that a whole bunch of graduates um there's some street ball teams that just just get a bunch of guys together and come and play which was which was actually pre predominantly a lot of the teams this year were just a street ball player getting a whole bunch of guys together, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's so much fun and so much friends. I mean, this is a reunion for you now. If you don't do anything at Linfield that even compares to the reunion with you and your friends at, at this basketball tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So to set the table or to kind of expand on that a little bit, and then we'll dive into the show. Uh, this is a tournament that I've been going to with kind of the same core group of college friends since my junior year of college, which is when we started going to play in this basketball tournament. As Jim mentioned, it's a fundraiser that's put on uh, in a very, very small town, like Men smaller than Mendocino, you could even argue. Way smaller. Very, very small town. Well, I, I just want to um, give us some stats there, Jer. Uh, Mendocino High School has between 150 and 170 students every year. Condon High School has 36 students. Now, if you take 36 students divided by two, that's 18 boys, 18 girls, approximately. Um, that that's just just math. Um, in those 18 boys, there is a girl. There's a boys basketball team and there's a girls basketball team, and they have 18 yep. to pick from for each team. It's incredible. Yep. 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 So we've been going to that tournament for about 12 years. We finally won it this year after 12 years. It took a long time, but we, we finally brought home the uh, not even a trophy. We got some we got some good T-shirts. Nice. My That's theory is my the theory is you are the new you're the new Baker. Hey, you're the new you're the new 
Um, we're, the, we're the new team to beat. You're the new. We're the new team to beat because the last team that was a team to beat is a team like you that knew each other. They always showed up. They came with the same core players every year, and then they just they timed out. I think those guys are all over forty five now. I, I really do. And, and you guys are all in your early thirties, and that's prime for rec league basketball. Yeah, absolutely. So All we right. apologize for for being for missing the show last week. Like I said, Jim and I uh, with a rare a rare whiff on uh, some travel scheduling, but uh, we're back this week. We're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to doing the sports phone here for you all, which is if you have never listened, uh, an open forum sports talk show. Talk show. So Jim and I we're big sports fans. If you didn't get that picture from <laughs> from how we started the show, uh, we spend a lot of time in our, our our free time talking about sports with each other so we came up with this idea a long time ago let's open up the phone lines on kzyx to let anyone that wants to call in and talk about something on something going on in the world of sports to do that can be professional high school college rec league stuff anything you want to talk about questions comments controversies news stories if you want to give jim and i trivia questions we're all for it uh, anything under the sun as long as it is sports related in some way shape or form jim and i are here to talk about it uh, and we love letting you, the listeners, drive the conversation with whatever topics you want to bring up. The phone number to do that is 707-895-2448. Really looking forward to getting rolling here on the show. No guests this week, so we're going to dive right into our, our scheduled programming, so to speak. Uh, so we'll get the phone lines opened up. Trivia, trivia. Let's hear a, a trivia yep. question. But first, we have a <laughs> trivia question. So... Uh, again, for new listeners, Jim and I come with a trivia question every week, and and something that Jim has off the air really pressured me for with these trivia questions is he wants he wants lists. He I wants trivia lists. questions where it's like there are X number of teams or X number of players that have done this. Name that name that group of players. And the reason I think he likes that, and the reason I've kind of grown to like them as well, it kind of creates a community teamwork to it where maybe you know one of them maybe you know two of them you don't need to know all of them we'll just see how long it takes for the listening audience to get the whole list so we're keeping with that theme with today's trivia question uh very on theme it's about the ncaa tournament which is going on right now specifically it's about the men's ncaa tournament i was trying to put together a similar question for the women uh but i couldn't quite make it work i just didn't quite get the the data organized um so i might have that one down the road so this is again specific to the men's ncaa basketball tournament for this trivia question uh arguably one of the most popular playoff formats in 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 sports there are seven colleges only seven uh and i will even give a time range from 1945 forward that have won consecutive or back-to-back men's NCAA basketball championships. So, again, since 1945, there have been seven schools that have won either consecutive or, well, excuse me, have either won back-to-back or consecutive, meaning more than two uh, NCAA championships. I would simply like to know, and Jim would like to know, who are those seven schools? You don't need to know all of them. You just need to know a couple. If you want to call in and you know two of them, get two of them off the list, and we'll We'll and go I'm from there. and I am such a high tech monster here. Um, I am going to open up the email line for answering this question. Oh, yep. And that email address is what? W W. Whoops. DJ, That's not an email. <laughs> DJ at kzyx.org. D as in Danny. J as in Jim. Again, that's DJ at kzyx.org. Make sure you put in the subject line. 
let's put trivia. Put trivia in the subject line. Then I know that's what you're that's what you're emailing about. If you don't want to tell us, but you want to end, you know, with these list questions, Jer. You know, I, I'm always one that says, do, do anything you want to do. Um, you know, look it up on Google, do whatever you want to do to find out the answer. But with these list questions, I like to say, give the first three, four minutes uh, before you just go to Google and then read them all to us. G <laughs> yeah, give sure. other people a shot if you're just sure. going to Google. But it's, it's, um, I know, I know people right now, one of our, uh, you know who I'm thinking about, um, yeah. our co-host. There's people Vince. that know, that know one or two of these, I bet. <laughs> Maybe not all of them. One of them's really simple. And, yes. um. Yes, there's one that's really simple. And then there's a few that I think are, are a little bit trickier. I, I don't, we're not looking just to be clear. We're not looking for the years. I have the years. So if you name a school and it's correct, I will give the years. I don't need players on the team. I don't need anything, no details, unless you want to provide those. Simply looking for the seven schools that have won back-to-back -back or consecutive. Or more, back-to-back -back -back or more. Back-to-back -back, -back or more NCAA, men's uh, NCAA championships. There's seven of them that have, seven schools that have done it since 1945. Uh, we would like to know uh, who, who those schools are. And the number to call to do that or talk about anything else going on in the world of sports is 707 895 Two four four eight. Give us a call if you've got anything, or if you want to take a shot at the quiz question, Jim. Uh, let's stay on track here. It is Sunday, March nineteenth. I am imagining, uh, with the trivia question being NCAA tournament themed, I imagine this day in sports is pretty NCAA tournament themed um, as well. With with the time of year that we're in, or it's, or it's got at least of. a mention. Of. The tournament has extended out. They, they so it's. Sure. I think sure. there's going to be more in the next couple of weeks, but there are some. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Uh, hello, guys. How are we doing? I had, a feeling, hey, I had a feeling that trivia question was going to be easy for you. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go with all seven. I think I know all seven, but really? I'm just going to rattle off a I, – I think so. I definitely know five. Oh, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw three of them out there and, and get them out of the way and let somebody else get the others. Um, obviously, UCLA is one of them. Yep. Duke. And University of Florida. Yes. Are probably those the, are all the, the three most recent, I believe. They are. Yes. Those are the three okay. most recent. So UCLA did it in 1964 and 1965. They then rattled off uh, consecutives from 1967 to 1973. Uh, so <laughs> a lot more than two years there. Duke did it in 1991 and 1992. And then Florida was the most recent doing it in 2006 and 2007. Do you think it would yep. be fun, Vince and, and, and Jerry? I'll, I'll throw this at both of you. Jerry, I'll let you make this decision. <clears throat> now that we have three of them, and, you know, we might as well talk, uh, you know, March Madness. It's happening. <clears throat> um, do, do you want to just quickly say what made those teams special each time we get one that's right? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, we, we could do that. Um, you, I don't like, know. Like, Sorry, go ahead. like what I was going to say is, UCLA during those years, two names, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was Lou Alcindor part of that time, and Bill Walton. Bill I mean, Walton. Well, that's the yeah. that's the 1967 group. I don't know much about the 1964-1965. That's teams. Gail Goodridge and those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's okay. that. Okay. Duke? Duke? Duke was special because that's the team that I was rooting for three or four years prior. That's when I first got, you know, mid-80s when I first got into basketball, and it was because of March Madness. And I, you know, for some reason gravitated towards Duke, 
and those two titles were absolutely magical for me. Who were so the, the, say... the big names, Vince? Come on. Oh, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, uh, Grant Hill. Those three really were the, the, you know, the catalysts for those teams, so especially Grant Hill really as a freshman was, I think, what put Duke over the top. You know, the year before, they were in the title game as well, so they made it to three in a row, but they got blown out by UNLV, who they you know, were able to beat the year after, I think mainly because of Grant Hill. And then I like, a- I like the Florida one because, in, in my opinion, that was special. That was. I mean, Joe Kim Noah and yep. uh, who, who were some of the other guys on that? Al Horford. Yep. Um, yeah, there was there was some good players on that team for sure. That was they, that, they made us some tough runs. They played some really good teams. That was a, a, a good good couple of tournaments they were in. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. The trivia questions on the table. Vince just named three out of the seven, right, Chair? Yes, three out of the seven. So we're looking for four more uh, on the trivia question. Again, the question is uh, colleges that have won uh, back-to-back or more than that uh, consecutive NCAA men's basketball tournaments. The three answers, there are seven of them. We have UCLA, Duke, and Florida. There are four more uh, schools that have done it. uh, So we're looking for those as as well to kind of fill out the uh, the trivia question. And I do have a, not to steal your thunder here, Jim, which I might, might be doing, but I have a very interesting this day in sports. In 1965, well, I think it was in 66, it was a 65-66 season, the uh, Texas Western University was the first collegiate school to start five African-American players, and they went on to win the title that year. Uh-huh. Huh. Does that the Pat, Pat Riley have something to do with that one, Chair? Yeah, Pat Riley was on the Kentucky team that lost that to lost Texas. Lost I just remember there there's a either a documentary or a movie that 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 it must be a documentary because I remember. No, it's a movie. It's a it's, it's a, a Disney movie. movie. Yeah. Because I remember that, that well they I remember that's where I found hey Pat Riley was on that team. I just remember yeah. that when yeah. I watched yeah, that movie. What was the movie called? Movie's called Glory Road. I think you can see it. It's it's, a, it's arguably one of my well, not arguably because that's it's my opinion. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite sports movies. Uh, really? it's, it's really well done. I think it's good basketball. I think they do a good job with the basketball. I think the acting's really good. The guy that plays uh, Don Haskins, who's the head coach that recruited all the players to Texas Western, I I thought did an amazing job. Uh, Texas Western for for newer sports fans that may not recognize that that is now uh, the college that is UTEP, uh, the university of Texas, El Paso. They renamed the, the school uh, at a later. Now, if date. I remember so, right, there was some cut, con- well, not controversy. There was some real, um, so what year was that Vince? 65. The, the tournament would have been in 66, but it was, it was a 65, 66 season. Right. <clears throat> and, and there was, didn't this team go through some really nasty stuff in hotel rooms and racist? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's oh, what I, that's, sure. I, I remember. That's the part about the movie I remember more more than the basketball. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, it was a you know it was one of those moments that we we talk about you know currently with women getting their opportunities in sports. It was the first real opportunity for you know African Americans on a on a stage together. You know, not just the you know having the one guy on the bench or something. It was like no, this whole team was. You know, it was that it was it was the the the, the shift in a, in a culture. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's obviously it's it's a movie, so 
you know, there's there's some stuff that I'm sure is dramatized more than it actually was. But there's a line that one of the assistant coaches gives the head coach as he's sending out all these letters and trying to recruit these players where he basically says there are no there are no black kids playing division one basketball in the South. And it's an unwritten rule. You just don't do it. Huh. And he, he basically said, I don't care. And he recruited seven of them. And he was, as, yeah. as Vince said, he was the first it was the first team to start uh, five black players uh, in a basketball yeah. game in, in NCAA history. Wow, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. That's a chart. I mean, man, that, that's um, I, I say that's a classic, and the rest is history. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if there's any teams starting five white players this year in the yeah. whole tournament. There's a great question for you. <laughs> I, I've watched enough games. I don't think I've seen that, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, that's, that's just the nature of the sport these days, which Jim, is absolutely fine. And before we but get uh, into – the lines are open for anybody else. I still like to hear more trivia. Oh, I've got a um, I've got a trivia question here. Should I call it out, Chair? Well, a question to us or an answer to the question? No, this is a, um, this is a trivia question for us. Yeah, go for it. 50 years uh-huh. ago this month – Two Yankee players, then in spring training, were involved in one of the most unusual trades in baseball history. Fifth years ago, this says, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking this is supposed to say 50 years ago this month. It says fifth years ago this month. So unusual was the trade. That could be, that could be five or 50. Uh, 50, right. So unusual was the trade that news of it gravitated from the sports pages to the front pages. Who were the players? And why was this trade so unusual? Huh. I'll call in if you don't get the answer. Well, if it's fifty years ago, I don't think I don't think we're going to get it. But if it well, was- there's yeah, I would say there's two challenges here. The first one being it's either five or fifty, and that's unclear. <clears throat> and then the other thing that's a little I'm going to go with it- five. Five is closer to fifth than than um, fifty. I, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go with five years ago. I I oh, guess if it was five years ago, I think I would know it. Yeah, that's true. Huh. You know, I, 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 nothing's jumping out at me here, but I'm going to think on that for a little bit. Huh. Huh. Well, maybe we'll get the caller to call in 707-895-2448. Let us know if it's five years or 50 years. The first, boy, there's your autocorrect for you. The f- <laughs> one word in a whole paragraph is throwing, throwing us off. Yeah. It's a key, it's a key part to that question. <laughs> Jeez. Oh goodness! How about so, a, how, while while we're waiting on that one? Unless someone knows the answer to that, this month during spring training, a, a Yankee trade, unusual trades in baseball history. Well, the Yankees were involved in one of the most unusual trades. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll have to think on that one. For that's a little not bit, the so famous. Hopefully. Is that you think that's the famous hmm. year when um the two Yankee players traded traded their wives do you remember that that i i don't remember that either no like that's pretty famous i i think jerry don't laugh at me for this one there's a famous baseball thing where two i think pitchers on the yankees one day came out and, and publicly traded their wives so they, they wow. want, yeah, I know. <laughs> Jerry, are you, are you buying that? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? 
I, if it happened in the if, – if it's 50 years ago, absolutely. No, it's not, not 50 years it Actually, if that one if wasn't – If it's five years ago, then <laughs> you, I feel like I would remember that. But yeah, if it's that, 50 that's, that's years ago, this, sure, I'll buy that. That's not what this is. It wasn't five or, <laughs> or 50. It's 50 years. 50 years. Typo. I got it okay. back. Okay. How long, okay. How long do you want to figure that one out, you guys? 50 years well, ago. Um, I, I want to hear more that. about this. 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 What happened with 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 the Yankee players? They traded wives. Oh, you don't know about that. I think no. it was two pitchers on the Yankees, <clears throat> and they came out and publicly said, "You know, I'm married to Jane. You're you're married to to Sue, and we're going to trade." And they publicly traded. Huh? Gary, I, I got. I need details on that. Come on, Google. What's going on? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to get on that. I'll <laughs> get right on it. <laughs> You could also make the argument that the women traded pitchers. There you go. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't know whose idea was. I don't know. I don't know. We are, fla- it was just publicity we are floundering right now. 707-895-2448. Vince, you work on that. Get back to us. It sounds good, guys. Thanks. We got another call. You're on the air. Okay, peaking the interest of the public, of course. Didn't two basketball players also say their wives on television? On television? Jeez, I don't know. <clears throat> I think they said one of the baseball players on a, a public TV on an evening talk show, if I remember correctly. You're really hard to understand. I'm going to try it for a little bit longer. But I think we lost him, Jer. Okay. Hello, yeah, caller. Uh, you're on the air. I have a, a guess on the uh, teams. Yeah, and go for it. I'm, I'm, if I get this on, I might go on. Georgetown. No, they are not on the list. All right, I will go on. That's all you got? <laughs> well, I, I guess Syracuse. If, I can't, if it's not Georgetown, but Syracuse doesn't seem likely. No. Yes. So, so that was actually one that I stood out because when I saw the list, I thought of them. Beheim only won one one championship in his whatever fifty plus years or however long he was at Syracuse. He actually only made the Final Four, I think, five times. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought he yeah. won multiple championships. Yeah, he only won one. Huh. Wow. Okay. Carry on, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So again, uh, for people that maybe just tuning in and wondering what the guest was. Uh, there are seven uh, college programs on the men's side for basketball that have won consecutive or back-to-back NCAA championships uh, since 1945. We have three of them answered with UCLA, Duke, and Florida. Looking for the other four, uh, I can I can give some additional hints if you want, Jim. I could give a time range because I started with 1945 to present. I okay. could shrink that if that would help, uh, if, 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 if you think that would help. When's the last time it was done? So not of the ones that haven't been named. The right. last time it happened was 2006, 2007, but that was Florida, which has already been guessed. The three most recent have been guessed. Who won it last year? Kansas. Hmm. And, and Kansas is out. So they're, they will they're, not they're already over. out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three. The, the other four schools that are outstanding that have done this were from 1945 until 1962. Is what is the time range that it happened oh, wow. for these it's other all before schools. It's all before UCLA. Yes, correct. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, One of them, I think, is very, very obvious if you're a basketball fan. 
Um, what I want to do here, Jer, before I get into even this day, because this is this is this is March Madness. I know it's one of your favorite yeah, times. I my know favorite it's, time of year. I know it's Vince's favorite time. Yeah. Um, l- let's do a little update on the women's tournament. The the women's yeah. the, the women's um before we get into to, to the men's, I have I've heard a lot of news about the men's. I haven't heard much about the women's. And I don't I don't look for college basketball information that that is there any big uh story? And that's not just to be clear, that's not men or women's college basketball for you. Like you just don't you oh, don't I, know. I don't th- I, I don't think you follow college basketball, especially the tournaments until you get down to like the final four, or the final eight. Yeah, eight. Um, eight. For, hold on, Jerry. For me, hold okay, on. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. Can we talk about Warriors? Yeah, sure. I'm always down Warriors, to talk about the Warriors. Warriors are as bad as the Lakers right now. Uh, wouldn't go that far. I know. They're... What happened with the trade deadline? I mean, I can't believe they didn't make a move unless they're shooting for the lottery or unless the owners, you know, need to make a big loss for their, for their portfolio. But I, I feel like it's the biggest front office mistake in, in a long time that when you have a healthy Curry and a healthy Draymond Green, and, you know, they're, okay, and they're not talking about retirement yet, but the next three years they're going to be talking about that. So they're still ready to go and still capable and you don't make a trade move to get a big guy, you can't go through all the playoffs without a big guy. And I, and there's, I know there's only 23 seven-footers or first-string seven-footers. You know, okay, that's hard to get. Maybe if I were in the office, you know, it would be you know, too expensive. But at least get like a 6'10 guy. They don't sure, even sure. have one of the strong 6'10 guys. Their tallest guy is Looney with six nine, so they're going to try to go through the playoffs with all these six four, six six, six seven guys. It's not going to work. I'll make it's one a, comment. It's interesting. Or go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I'll make one ahead. comment, the chair. Then I want it because I know you know more about this than I do. But um, and I'm, um, I, I I don't think I. I've made it very clear, Lord. Um, I I like rooting against the Warriors, and I'll tell you one thing right now, caller. That's that. My opinion on this is there's no such thing as a as a healthy Draymond Green moving forward. He's getting old, and his style of play is such that I don't think he's gonna. You're gonna rebound and see him get any better. First of all. And the rest of the well, players, but he's playing though. He is he's actively playing. He's not sitting out multiple games. Like he's he hasn't sat a game. In oh, a I while. know, I know, I know. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So my go, caller, my take on this is I, I think the Warriors are in this really weird spot. The, well, first the funny thing is they actually traded their one seven footer at the trade deadline, James Wiseman. They traded him to Detroit, right. but I, I think they're in this really weird spot where. There's there's this clear separation of the old warriors and what they are hoping are going to be the new warriors, right? Where you have you have Looney, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, these guys that are like household names on that team that have been there for a long time. And then you have this group of younger players that and I'm not an NBA executive. I don't work for ESPN. I'm just watching games as a fan. But it's like it seems like it's this younger group that they want to at some point replace the current regime of of like the core warriors, and they're hesitant to trade them 
because they think at some point it's like this is the these are the replacements. Like Jordan Poole is the simple replacement for Clay Thompson or for for Steph Curry. Jonathan Kaminga eventually replaces Clay Thompson. It's this they see this this path with these younger guys. And so I think they're really hesitant to trade them because they think they have so much potential. But because of that, they are trapped in this. They've got a bunch of really experienced players with no help because everyone that they play with are a bunch of young guys that don't have any experience. So they're this yeah, weird well, young team and old team at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it would it would have helped to trade. And I know what you're saying, but, I mean, every team – deals with that, the transition oh, point and the yep. younger players, whatever. But, and I know the, you got the critic there, Draymond Green. And I, I mean, I know, I don't think he'll be in the league or playing in two years, but he can still play. He could play this year and do well, but they're playing him always at the four or five. And, you know, and Draymond is the best, you know, play bigger you know, guy in the league, I think he can play better against the big guys, but he's not perfect. So, and if you knew, and they, you're right, they traded Wiseman, and but you, they knew the front office knew if you traded him, then they knew for uh, at least a couple of months that it wasn't going to work out. And you had, you know, a couple more months to figure out, you know, trade him for a big guy. And a few years ago, when they or when they won the first championship, oh, Steve uh, Kerr, and and I'm a fan of Kerr, and I, and I hope, and I'm a fan of the Warriors, so I hope I'm wrong about all this. But you know, they talked about, oh, he he does small ball, and he's so good at that. But really, on their championships, what we saw was a lot of, you know, when when they'd stop Curry on the drive, he could toss it up for the alley oop, and they got no alley oop, you know, this year, and. I think that's important, and to have the guy that you can just, okay, you want to shut us down? And, and those passes actually, too, are, are safer, right, because they're more vertical kind of pass than trying to go through the arms of the players. So, you know, they got so many dunks in, in, with the tall guys. And so, anyway, I, that's what I'm saying, the big mistake with the, with the front office or the owners to not try to, try to you know, grab another championship you got the core of the team. And to answer to your young guys, yeah, I would have probably traded uh, Thompson or Poole. Now, Thompson is ending up having maybe one of his best years shooting ever, but I didn't like him years ago because he would, one out of three games, he would have a really low, he would be out of it. So, you know, maybe, maybe you trade Poole, and especially if the chemistry n- never got, you know, Fixed between him and Green, they could have traded Pool out for somebody and get the big guy. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I'm moving on from the Warriors. Thanks for I'm, that. I'm excited to see that. What, that's how, a how lot of great information about the Warriors. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I like see how it. Plays out with them. Thanks for that call. Hello, you're on the air. I've been waiting. Yeah, I'm here. Hello, you're on. Hello. Okay, can you hear me? Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Everyone can hear you. So, everyone is not a, a whole issue here. But what I would like to say is this: that you know, you got some kind of carbon footprint here, right? You know, you're putting this energy out on the radio, and there's some electricity going on here. And then 
What about the whole sports thing anyway that is a carbon footprint? And, and how do people get to where they go to watch people perform uh, some kind of like subject act? Uh, uh, like, I, I don't know what they do. It's like it's kick a ball around. How about you put a ball in a fucking basket? It's like whatever. You know what I mean? Hey, Jer. Um, <clears throat> so what's your carbon footprint now? Just, just just because you're here doing this, could you describe how much energy you are using? All right, Jared. so so I can't comment on. It, it's tricky. Like, I can't. I, I don't know specifics when you talk about carbon footprint of sports. It's it's just not something I know a lot of the details about. However, I because I think that's what the caller said. I believe I heard car- carbon footprint. Um, I again, I, I can't comment on specifics of that stuff a ton, but what I can say is I think it was how long ago was it, Jim? It was a show that you weren't on, it was a show I was on, I did with Vince, where we talked about the most climate sustainable arenas in in college sports or not in college, sorry, not in college sports, just that climate was... sustainable sports arenas. I think it was a show that Vince and I did when you were not on. Um, I, I know that was very interesting. I, I was actually yeah. on the air when you were doing, I mean, I, I called in for that one. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and so there are, there are efforts and I, I can, I'm trying to find some of some of the information about that, but it's something that is, is very recent that has, that has gotten a much bigger push. Um, so like, for example, uh, in Seattle, uh, where I believe it's where the Seattle Kraken, the NHL team, and then their WME team, the storm play, their arena is one of the better ones for this. It's called Climate Pledge Arena, um, and they use essentially all of their uh, all of their ice rink for hockey is uh, circulated from what they call a rain to rink system. So it's all mm. rainwater that they use um, to to uh, use their ice. Uh, the arena where or the stadium where. The Atlanta Falcons play Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta is very, very well known for their rainwater uh, collection, energy efficiency. It's there's a push for these types of things, especially recently. It's this weird kind of back and forth, though, where, yes, they're big arenas. They're going to use a lot of power regardless of of how much you try. But arenas have made an effort to become more sustainable with water systems, with solar power, with all these different things. And then I believe the caller also mentioned getting to games. That has become better, I think, as well in the sense of I know there are, are teams that that do like ride vouchers of sorts where they'll partner with Uber or with Lyft or, or something like that. Uh, Portland, where I live, has an amazing public transportation system. You can get from where I live to a blazer game on purely public rail. Uh, the anyone that's a Bay Area sports fan knows you can get to a Giants game from anywhere. Uh, yeah. You can get to an Oakland A's game from anywhere just using public transportation. Shoot, shoot, Jim and I did. We went from we would do Berkeley to Oakland to watch Raider games purely in trans- public transportation. So it's gotten a lot better. Uh, it's just, I think, inherently with what you're dealing with with these large arenas, there's a, they're going to use a lot of energy, but they have they have absolutely gotten better and more sustainable. Permission to rant, please. Uh yeah, go for it. 
I did my rant. You, you get yours. My rant is much, much bigger picture than yours. Caller, hang on a second. I'll get to you in a second. My rant is a little bit bigger th than that in that you want to blame, I mean, the entertainment industry. Um, does that mean we should be complaining about the theater? Should we complain about kids that go to school? They got to drive to school. Should we complain about concerts? You got to drive to get to a concert. Or, does, or, does, or is this just an attempt at finding a reason not to like sports? That's my question. Sure. The, Hello, caller, you're on the air. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, are you there? Yep, you're there. Okay. Well, it's not that I don't like sports. <laughs> it, it's just that I don't like the, uh, the carbon footprint of it. Everybody driving from here to there to go wherever, you know? And, and, and that, the whole thing is like... Yeah, we go to school, we take our kids to school, but that's the, the government, you know, said, tells us to take our kids to school. I could teach my kids more than they could ever learn at school if I just stayed home, but they required me to take them to school. And that is a carbon footprint there. And I'm just saying, you know, the whole sports thing, it's like, okay, it's entertainment, and it's nice, but it's costly, okay? No doubt. Yeah. So I, yeah, you, I absolutely you consider that as, as a possibility to like do the math on that. Yeah. Again, I I don't think anyone would challenge that it's not costly. I think the the important part is that the people that run these teams meaning owners and, and, and those types of, of people that own this, these arenas and own these teams have made an effort to improve these things. So I'll give you a, I'll give you an example of that. So there's a stadium in uh, Taiwan uh, that is used for Taiwanese national events. It, it holds about 55,000 people. Uh, their entire grandstand covering has 9,000 photovoltaic solar panels. The, the owners and creators of that stadium in conjunction with the Taiwanese government, sell back all of the energy produced by those solar panels to the electric companies for sustainable energy. And and the intention was to cover about 75% of electric outages and save money on about 75% of the, the cost coverages of electricity in the stadium. So again, it's not perfect, but there's an acknowledgement of trying to at least limit the footprint that is is put on it. An American example of this uh, caller that I would encourage you to look up is called, Mer is, I mentioned this a second ago, Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta, uh, where the Atlanta Falcons play. Again, it's not perfect, but they have a water system that saves about 47, or saves and reuses almost half of the liquids in the stadium. They have 4,000 uh, solar panels, which saves them about 29% of electricity. So there's effort being made. It's I just think it's never going to be perfect because these are large groups of people in a large environment. But there's there's efforts okay, being made I'll, I'll to it. I agree with you that there's never going to be perfect. Right. And I appreciate the information you have given me and uh, that people are trying to uh, sustain our uh, environment. However, we're on a 
down the slide. If you would, you know, yeah, acknowledge it. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I and I don't think anyone would deny that that are that are making these efforts to improve these stadiums. It's all risk. Yeah. It's all risk benefit. The, the, you could argue a, a lot of things, and I'm I'm not going to start it right now. A lot of things are not right about sports and entertainment and music and concerts, but the, there's also a value yeah. with yeah, them. It's a, it's a total total loss about how. It infects our environment. You know, the whole music entertainment industry and the concerts, and there's 55,000 people in Taiwan that go to whatever. I don't care. I just, I, I just like, I'm just challenging it, you know? And I appreciate the fact that you have acknowledged that. Appreciate it. It's, this, it's a great topic. I, I appreciate you bringing it up. Thanks a lot. All right. Cool. See you later. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'll talk about sustainability in, in sports until the, the cows come home. I, like, that's, I, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff about that. Little River Golf Course is another great example of that for local. Uh, but we don't we don't need to get into that. Um, but, but, you know, that that's it's it bothered me. You know, I, I, I was ranting. I'm glad I'm glad the gentleman called back because I was ranting. I. I, I, the generic, it drives me crazy, Jer. When when I, I run into someone and say, oh, sports is just a diversion. It's not good for anything. It just takes us away from what's really important in the world. I, I get that generic anti-sports thing. Um, actually, I'll be honest with you, in Mendo, more than any place I've ever lived. Sure. And, but what about all the good things? Maybe that's why sports survive so well, you know? I want to know, What's yeah, going so on? You, but before I go back and listen to the, I want to know what's going on in the, in the women's NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. Before we before we go on anything else here, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. That's the number to call if you want to talk about sports in any way, shape, or form. Still looking for a couple of schools on our quiz question as well. If you want to take any guesses at that, uh, let me get Jim, one. Want, yeah, if we want to get the call and go ahead, and then I'm I'm happy to go into the women's tournament a little. bit. You're on the air. Okay, so. <laughs> I had to call back in, call back in after that caller. Um, Jerry, you and I did, I did a really good job covering that topic, I thought. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. That, that kind of got me a little fired up for a minute there, but at the same time, he's got a good point in a way, but there are a lot of things happening that are that are better, um, that are, you know, they're doing better now for the, for the environment. But the main reason I called is I had to look this up because that was killing me. So... Fifty years ago, Jim and Jerry, Fritz Peterson and Mike Kakich engaged in the most infamous trade in baseball history. Okay, it was fifty they years trade, ago. They, they, what's that? It was fifty years ago, not five years ago. I already, I, I yeah. already corrected that one. <laughs> go ahead, yeah, Vince. I go ahead. Here you go, Ms. Mr. Sampson. Go ahead, go ahead, Vince. <laughs> so, so these two pitchers traded their lives, not their wives. Their lives. So technically, they swamped their wives. Their, they exchanged pets. They traded their families. They, they literally traded their entire lives outside of baseball with each other. So I was right? This is that year? You were right. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is the correct answer for the guy's question. But the only thing I could find 
Um, but yeah, so basically, it wasn't just their wives though. They traded every aspect of their personal lives with each other. That has to um, be. That has to be it. Because I was sure. then. If it was fifty years ago, I was nineteen, and I remember it. It was when was I was. This- in- I, my immediate question here is: Was this done legally or was this done symbolically? <laughs> oh, legally. Like, wh- legally. so you think there was paperwork submitted that like made this all official? You do not mess with the with the. Um, well, you don't mess with the legality of marriage, dear. Especially not not fifty In years. The seventies. <laughs> uh, for what uh, I know about the seventies, <laughs> and I don't you know think much, this was, but- You think this was a little flower child thing? I, I'm saying, do you think there was official document? If they traded lives, did they like legally transfer ownership of their houses to each other? Like, how far did this go? Um, I think, I think, jeez. This, yeah, this. They just I love that it. they did. Yeah, but they came out and, and, and announced it publicly. Um, <laughs> uh, so apparently Ben Affleck and Matt Damon tried to make a movie about it, but it never got anywhere. <laughs> All right, listen, I got another call, and I want... You still want to talk about the women's tournament. I want to know what's going on in the women's basketball tournament. <clears throat> Let me take this it's call. Not as, it's, it's not as chaotic as the men's, I'll say that, but there's been a couple of good upsets. Um, let us let me let me take this... Basketball. Vince, yeah. let me take this call, and, and then if you can, call back and do this with Jerry, because you probably know as I'll much do. about it. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, uh, you got the right answer, and uh, they got divorced and married each other, so that uh, it was an official divorce and marriage settlement that went into the thing. One of the players, Excellent. I forget which one, his wedding lasted up right up until forever, I guess. The other uh, player, I forget which one, I think his marriage lasted about three years after the train. Oh, can, you, can you come up with so their names? I am to know that this legally... He's got the right names. Fritz, Fritz, Fritz Peterson oh. and Kakech. He just, he just, K-E-K-E-C-H, two K, both capital K's in the last name, and the, the other one was Fritz Peterson. Oh, this is fantastic. And it was March, March in 1973 at spring training. It was announced. I don't know when the actual paperwork happened, but they got an official divorce, and uh, they each married, and they did trade families, they traded kids, they traded everything, pets. It was a big story. I mean, it was, it was a huge story. I, I remember huge, it. I, I was I was a freshman or a sophomore in college. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. And and you're yeah. you're yeah. right, Jerry. You're right. This is not. This is because it was the seventies. <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> Thank okay, you good, good so call, much. Right? Okay. Uh, you're you're on yeah. the hook now. We want more good trivia from you. Oh, that was great. Jeez, that's. I'm happy to know it happened legally. That was my biggest question about. It. And it, it it was it was you know they got divorced legally, remarried legally, whatever they did, whatever they had to do with their pets, they did it legally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so the women's tournament. Are we ready to get into this a little bit? Yep. Anybody okay. has anything to add to the women's tournament? Get started, Jerry. I want to know some details because it's getting so, down to what is there's only thirty. Uh, there's probably only 16 teams left. Go ahead. They're, no, they're even. They're a day behind the men. Okay. So they step. They essentially like if the men's first round is Thursday, Saturday, right, and Friday, Sunday. The women stagger it. I think to. It's basically the same days, but it's it's offset a little bit. I know, what but you they're mean. essentially in the same rounds. Um, so I. 
don't follow women's college basketball like I do men's college basketball. Um, and for me, it's it is it's not a comment on women's basketball. It's just like my brain can only intake so much information <laughs> when it comes to college because there's so many teams, there's so many games, there's so many conferences. Um, it's hard for me to keep track of all of it. So it, for me with the women's tournament, what I do early on, it, the first couple rounds, even the Sweet 16, when kind of you're getting into the final eight, I basically keep an eye on it and say just to know, okay, are the standard like dynasty juggernauts still in Connecticut, Stanford? Is that what we're talking about? Connecticut. So the first thing I always do is Connecticut still in is Stanford still in is South Carolina still in is Duke to a certain level still in like it's just the teams that are consistently the best women's programs in, in the country. I look to see if they're all still in and they are. None of them have really been upset yet hmm. at this point. So, the, and and they're winning their games by absurd amounts of points. Uh, South Carolina won their second round game by 31. They're clearly the, the favorites. Uh, Stanford is actually losing right now to an eight seed. So that's interesting. But so then, so that's what I, I always do until you get to, like I said, kind of the eight, the final eight of the final four. The, the next thing I do with the women's tournament is, okay, are, if all the favorites are still in, is there anything else interesting that's going on in the tournament, whether that be an upset or a, a storyline or something like that. And for me, my, my pitch to anyone that's interested in watching the, the women's tournament, uh, but doesn't know where to start. I would say, look at the schedule and find out when the Iowa Hawkeyes are playing their, their next game. So I, the university of Iowa is the two seed uh, in the women, in one of the brackets for the women's side, and for anyone, and Jim, I know you're going to know this name because you watch a lot of Sports Center. You may not know that she played for Iowa, but if anyone has not seen Caitlin Clark play basketball, oh, I, believe me, I, I don't watch them. It, it's it's the women's Steph Curry of college basketball right, right now. She's pulling up from a step over half court, makes it look <laughs> like a layup. She's gonna dominating the pros it's it's just really really fun to watch her play so that has been my attachment to the women's tournament beyond are the best teams still in has been watching iowa i don't think they're that good they're a two seed but i don't think they're honestly that good compared to the other like juggernaut teams but caitlin clark is so good she could win a game against anybody like on her own so i'm i'm very excited so for the women's tournament, I would say watch the dynasty teams, the South Carolinas, the Yukons, the Stanfords, because they're just so much fun to watch. But then if you have a chance, watch watch Iowa. That's the other team hmm. I would suggest on the women's side. Given a and shot that's Caitlin Clark's team. That's Caitlin Clark's team. Yes. Hello, Caller. You're on the air. Yeah, she, she's really good. That, that, yeah. That's a good call, Jerry. I think the other thing that keeps me interested in the tournament is seeing if South Carolina can go undefeated. Yes, yes. So they're, yeah. they're undefeated, right? Are there any men's teams undefeated? No. no, okay, not at all. And then the men in the men's bracket is just nuts. I mean, Jiminy Christmas, what a what a wild tournament this one's been. Well, what I always like to see at this point, because you know, I don't, again, I don't follow the men's any much closer than I follow the women's at this point. But I don't remember. I, there's always a Cinderella team, yada yada yada. But we got two of them going here. We got a 16 that beat well, a one. Only one left now. And a 15 six, beat a two. Six, Which one lost? lost? Fairly Dickinson lost? The 16 lost today, yeah. Fairly Dickinson lost. Huh. And yeah, pre- but, 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 but you've got a, in the Sweet 16, you've got uh, one, two, you got one seven seed, an eight seed, a nine seed, 
a 10 seed, or no, I'm sorry, not a 10 seed, a, a, a 15 seed, That's, you know, yeah. half, half the teams are the lower seeds. You got five seeds that have advanced now. So you, you've got mostly, you know, the lower seeded teams that, you know, shouldn't have made it this far by their seeding uh, have advanced. So it's kind of exciting, I think. So see. there's a lot of one, twos and threes out right now? Or just There's one, only, one, only one, one, and one, two that's out. No, three ones are out. Three ones are out. Oh, that's right. We've gone through two rounds. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two, two. I'm sorry. Two ones are out because Alabama and Houston are still in it. My bad. I sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it's just it's just been a fun one. I mean, I love this tournament. It's my favorite thing. And I'm gonna quickly. Uh, you've only got like seven minutes left. I'm gonna add two more schools to your back to back. Yeah, uh, I'm going to add the. I'm going to add San Francisco, uh, yep. Don, yep. and I'm going to add University of Kentucky. Yep. And I will add the, uh, the 1955 Dons, and the 50. It was 55 and 56 for San Francisco, right, Chair? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would safely say anybody that had Bill Russell that year would have won two in a row. <laughs> That's, That's he was that dominant in college. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other two, I, I, if you're not a big college basketball fan, I, I don't see the other two being easily guessed in the next, yeah, next I, six, seven minutes. Yeah, I, I think. Go uh, ahead, give it I out, Jerry. Right go for I, it. I can do it. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead, for it. Go Vince, ahead. You know him. Go for it. It's Cincinnati and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Cincinnati in 1961, 1962, and then Oklahoma State 1945, 1945 to 1956. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so they, they had a UCLA-style run. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. They had that. a UCLA-esque run. Who was that, year? Uh, Oklahoma State from 1945 to 1956. Oh, I thought that said 45 to 46. Yeah. Wow. They won yeah. 11 years in a row? Yeah. Wow. Give, give me some names. Who was on those teams? I can, I can try to pull something. No up. idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, well, while Jared's looking that up, Vince, I want to, I want to make a comment uh, about the, the the development of women's NCAA basketball. It is almost now a mirror image to the men's, like the men's back in the '60s and '70s, because back it's then not that bad. What's bad? It, it's it's advanced past this a little bit. Let, let, you, you didn't let me finish. I know where you're going with it. I know, but ahead. no one else does. Right, but I don't think your statement is accurate. <clears throat> well, I, the, the general... I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the 90s, early 2000s. Sure, that? sure. That's fair. That's fair. The general idea, what I was going to say is, back in the UCLA days... Every, every good player in the country wanted to go to UCLA. So they kept dominating, dominating, dominating. Same thing happened with that, that other team that won 11 in a row. There wasn't that many good teams back there. As there became more more and more better players, they spread out. That's why there's more good teams and no one not that many teams win two in a row anymore. And the women's basketball is like those are the – any good player wants to go to Stanford, UConn, and, and those schools. And as there's more good players, as the sport develops, it'll spread out more and the same teams won't win every year. That's all I'm saying. You, you don't think that's accurate, Jer? I don't, I don't think it's accurate that we are still in this era of it's just, it's, I, 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 we're not in the UCLA equivalent era where UCLA won it eight years in a row anymore. There is, there's much more parity in women's basketball now. 
But you right, yourself. Now- I'll give I'll give Jim a little bit here, Jerry, because it's taken a long time. Obviously, it's taken a very had, long time. We had, Absolutely, we had, it was Tennessee. It was Tennessee Volunteers, right, Lady Vols for years. Then it was UConn for yes. years. We last five years, we've broken out of that. The, the, yes. the women's tournament's broken out of that mold. You now can't just lock you you know UConn in. You definitely can't lock Tennessee in. It's you know it's still. Five or six teams, like you, you just said it. You, 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 I looked at the Sweet 16, and I wanted to see if these four or five schools were in it, and they still are. So yeah. it hasn't gotten that interesting yet. Like This is the fourth time, I think, ever that the, the men's will have a Sweet 16 without Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and North Carolina yeah. since 1945, the fourth time. So you can still say the, the Blue Bloods are usually going to be deep in the tournament. Uh, but you, you have had more men's teams recently pull those big upsets. And I don't know if that's the spreading of, recru- of, of talented players across other schools, Jim, as much as it is. If that was a seven-game tournament or, you know, a, or a series, those, uh, those, those 15 seeds would never win the, the series, right? They're, they get that opportunity to have a strategy, run a game plan, frustrate a good team, and they can win because it's a one-and-done situation. Yo, I, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Well, well so, 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 Jerry, so that my, hold on, hold on. To okay. defend, I get, a, I get a time here. We're running a long time to defend my point here. The last four years of the women's NCAA tournament, there have been no repeat champions. Yep. And Connecticut has not won a national championship since 2016. So we're right. growing out of what I said. That's sort of my yes. point. Yes, but it's still going I, I through. Think... It's still going through a similar progression. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, but I, it's I, not it's not the same team every year. I'm promised this guy thirty seconds. Vince, thanks for everything tonight. Oh, I'm gonna take one last call. You bet. Thanks, guys. You got thirty seconds, caller. I I think it was actually it was North Carolina. It's too bad we lost him, Jer. Yeah, yeah, let's just have a little trouble. I, I thought he was I liked where he was going, but I, I lost it. Do you know what he said? There. I I I think I, I, I thought I heard North Carolina, but I, I could have been wrong. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think we're going to start wrapping it up here. Uh, we didn't even get to talk about the, the my favorite part of the NCAA tournament is how you make your bracket. We'll have to get a, potentially get into that next Can week. Can we do that um, next week? Because I was ready oh, yeah. for that. Does the tournament still be going? We'll be down to down to eight or four. Uh, okay. or I forget what so the schedule is. So preview, people. How do you make your bracket? What, what, no. do, you, what do you use for the criteria? you flip a coin like jerry does i didn't even do that this year i did a bunch of new stuff i had a bunch of new stuff this year we're gonna wrap it up uh we'll be back next week that will be the 26th of march thanks to everyone for calling in and participating we'll talk to you next week on the sports phone this has been a production of mendocino county public broadcasting kzyx philo 90.7 fm kzyz willits and ukiah 91.5 fm and fort bragg at 88.1 fm you can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner thank you for listening